Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And grateful this evening. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercies. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity you have given us yes. to be in your house. Amen. Lord, we welcome your spirit. Amen. Let it remain with us. Amen. Spirit of God, teach us tonight. Teach us. May we not live here the same. Amen. We are grateful for your presence. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? Wonderful. Like I said, it's a short service and we will go home. How many of you are enjoying the power fast? How many of you are enjoying it from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m.? You are, fa- you are fasting and praying for prosperity. Are you enjoying it? Or you are done? You know, you are not, not obliged. You see, the, church, the church's obligation was a 21-day fast. We are done. This power fast is only for people who want prosperity. You are fasting and praying for prosperity. Amen. Is it a good thing? The fasting is until August. <laughs> you see, and then people back off. You see? Then they change their minds. You want prosperity? From 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Fasting and praying for prosperity. Amen. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Amen. You'll hear of testimonies. Amen. When some people are prosperous, don't be jealous. You don't know what they have done. Okay. Well, tonight we want to... I think um, our 21-day fast is over. Our feeding 527 fast period is over. But I want to continue sharing with you from the book, Steps to the Anointing. I think um, it's a wonderful book, and I, I want to continue sharing f- um, from that book. Amen. Amen. Steps to the anointing. Steps to the anointing. You know, um, Bishop made a very profound statement in um, chapter 18 of this book. Um, a very profound statement. He said, um, everyone who walks on a particular road ends up at the same place. Everyone who walks on a particular road will end up at the same place where the road leads to. And then he said, roads do not lead to different places for different people. 
And I think it's a very profound statement that everyone who walks on a particular road ends up at the same place where the road is destined to lead, where the road leads to. If you walk on that road, you will end up at the same place. Now you realize that the only reason why you will not end at that same place is when you take detours, when you take branches and hoping that you will end there. Then you can get lost. Then you can get somewhere that you're not even expecting. Then you can get to the place where the road does not lead to because you also took different directions or you made a detour. But if you walk on that same road, you will end at the same place. Amen. Amen. If a group of people are walking on the same road, even at different times, they will all end at the same place. Maybe at different times. Amen. And so roads do not lead to different places for different people. If this is the road that is made to lead to point B, then no matter who you are, if you walk on that road, you end at the place point B. No matter who you are. Do you understand? You will end the same place. If you have, if you have arrived at an international airport, especially here, for instance, JFK, you realize that um, there is a maze. You know, there is a maze that you walk through. And it is supposed to bring you to a certain place. You cannot escape. If you follow that maze, it will bring you to where they want you to be. The only way you end up somewhere else and be lost and not know is if you go under the maze and you are trying to find some other way. But if you see different people coming from different places, sometimes different flights, but they will all end at that same place. Roads will not lead people to different places. The same road cannot lead people to different places. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Now, if that is the case, we saw in chapter 18 that Elisha was the best example Elisha was the best example of someone who asked for the anointing and received the anointing. He's depicted as the best example. Hallelujah. That was what was in chapter 19, chapter 18, that Elisha is the best example of someone who asked for the anointing. He was the best example of someone who received the anointing. The best example of someone who used the anointing. The best example of someone who received a spiritual mentor as a father. The best example of someone who served until he received the anointing. Elijah is the best example of someone who was more anointed than his father. Now, if Elijah was the best example of all these things, then if we walk the walk that Elijah walked, then we will end up at the place where Elijah also ended. Isn't that so? And I think... And I agree strongly that he is the best example of someone who really asked for the anointing and received it. And that is why I, today I want to share with you from chapter number 19. Chapter number 19 of the book, Steps to the Anointing. And um, 
Second Kings chapter two and verse nine. Second Kings chapter two and verse nine. It says, "And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee." And Elisha said, "I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit." Be upon me. Let a double portion of the spirit of thy spirit be upon me. Hallelujah. Elisha was asked by a great man of God, a great man of God, to choose whatever he wanted that he would do for him. A great man of God, a man who could cause rain to cease from heaven. And then cause rain to come again. An anointed man of God. And he had the opportunity to ask him whatever he wanted. And he asked for the anointing. Hallelujah. He asked for the anointing. I don't know what you would ask for when you have such an opportunity. I don't know what you would ask for if you are presented by a great man of God who can wrought all kinds of miracles and he is to ask you, ask me. I am about to be taken away. Ask me. You have this opportunity. Ask me what you want. I don't know what you ask for. Did you ask for the anointing? You see, we are sitting in church, so Helena, you ask for the anointing. I don't know what you ask for. Robert, I don't know what you will ask for. You will ask for you will ask for your dream car. Your dream house. Isn't that so? Yeah. Oh, you know, what's your dream car? Range Rover. Range Rover. Hey. You will ask for you ask to win the mega lottery. Hey. Church members that play like you ask for the, the, the key numbers to win the mega. Wow. Amen. You see, so people will ask for different things. People will ask for different things. You will ask for the impossible. You will ask for your dream house. Some of you will ask for your dream wedding. Dream husband. Dream wife. Amen. Some of you will ask for a dream job. Some of you will ask for your papers. Amen. Oh, yeah. But you see, Elisha asked for the anointing. Now, many people do not realize that the source of all blessing is the anointing. The anointing is the source of all blessing. It is a source of all blessing. It is the anointing. That is why even when God is pronouncing blessings upon his children, it comes sometimes through the one that he has anointed to be the pastor over them. The blessing comes from the anointing. Hallelujah. And the anointing is a source of all blessing. Of all blessing. Hallelujah. Now, it's not easy to receive the anointing. It is not easy. Do not joke. It is not easy to receive the anointing. 
Elijah said to Elisha, he said, you have asked for a hard thing. You have asked for a hard thing. It is not easy to have the anointing. It is not easy to receive the anointing. It was not easy for Elisha to receive the anointing. Amen. It was not easy. Hallelujah. And you realize that receiving the anointing comes with a lot of fight. Receiving the anointing comes with a lot of obstacles. There are so many things that will fight you as you are searching or going after the anointing. So many things will fight you. So many things will stand in your way. Now, Elisha, as we see, fought from Gilgal in chapter 19. He fought from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho. And finally, he arrived in uh, in Jordan. Amen. Amen. Now, all these ways, they were fighting for a double portion. So, it was was a fight for a double portion in Gilgal and fight for a double portion in Bethel and fight for a double portion in Jericho. And he has arrived in Jordan. This is a place that I want to share with you when he arrived in Jordan. It's in Jordan at the last moment of receiving the anointing. There is now a last step that will determine whether or not Elisha will receive the anointing. There is this last step. And it's a very delicate step that I want to share with you. A very delicate step. Hallelujah. In your quest for the anointing. How many of you have? You prayed for the spirit of God. During the fasting prayer. You were praying for the anointing. Amen. Now this last step that we are going to look at is a very delicate step. And if you are fighting for a double portion in Jordan, you will come to this step. If you want the anointing, you will come to this step. Hallelujah. Everyone will come to this step if you are looking for the anointing. Amen. Amen. Because missing this step can cause most of us from receiving the anointing. It can cause us the loss of the anointing from a great servant of God that God has given us in our generation when we miss this step. Hallelujah. Do you want us to go through this step? Fighting for a double portion in Jordan. So he says, finally, they got to Jordan, the place of the anointing. Elisha had to ignore the staring eyes of 50 anointed, 50 unanointed prophets. 50 unanointed prophets. Amen. Hallelujah. Under the intense glare of these other ministers, Elisha persisted with his vision of getting a double portion and he got it. You have to persist. I said the anointing is a source of all blessing. And you have to persist. In the midst of 
50 unanointed prophets. 50 unanointed prophets. You have to persist. You have to focus. They are all around you. They are all around you. He says, 2 Kings 2, 7, he says, and 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off and they stood by Jordan. Amen. Amen. You see, when you get to Jordan, when you get to this place, when you are at the brim of receiving the anointing, you will be surrounded by other 50 unanointed prophets. You'll be surrounded by so many things. When you are at Jordan, when you are about to receive your anointing, you'll be surrounded by so many different messages, so many different videos, so many different books. But you have to stay focused on what you are looking for. It is a place where you need to stay focused. Amen. Amen. I say it is a place where you need to stay focused. He said the symbolic meaning of Jordan. He says Jordan, the place where your desires are met. Jordan is a place where your desires are met. Your dream of receiving the anointing, it occurs in Jordan. I say your dream of receiving the anointing, it occurs in Jordan. And your desire for the anointing is happening. In Jordan, it will never, your eyes will be open to receive your anointing. Hallelujah. It says, Jordan, the place of spiritual vision. Amen. Amen. We will come back to that. And then number three, it says, Jordan is the place of alertness. Jordan is a place of alertness. You ought to be alert when you are in Jordan. When at the point where the spirit of God can fall upon you, you ought to be alert. It means that there are so many things that can distract you. Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. There are so many things that are designed to distract you when you get to this place. Hallelujah. Amen. And you need to be alert. Amen. You ought to be awake. Amen. You see, there are so many people when they are in church, when they are in church, at the most important point of the service, the most important point of the service where a spirit can jump into them, a spirit can enter into them, they rise up and they go out. So many people. So many people. Such an important moment of the service, they just get up and they go. And sometimes you ask them, if an usher will meet, where are you going? They don't even know where they are going. Um, I want to go to the bathroom. At the point where, at the, you see, sometimes the message, the message for you is that day and the moment has come for that message to reach you and then you get up to go out. Sometimes at that very moment, you have a tendency, an urge to pick up your phone and check WhatsApp. That very moment and check messages. I see that in the church all the time. I see that in the church all the time. And you know, you know the message at that point is for you. It's for you. And at that moment, that very moment, you pick up your phone. That very moment, you tend to talk to your neighbor that is sitting right by you. 
That very moment. That very moment, something dropped in your heart about the food that you were cooking. That very moment. That very moment, something comes in you like, did I turn off the stove? Did I not turn off? And then you are debating on, I think I didn't turn off the stove. I turned off the stove. That very moment, I'm telling you. Did I lock my door? Did I lock the car door? Did I lock it? I didn't lock it. And your mind now leaves the service. That very moment. When you are in Jordan. When you are in Jordan. Amen. It is a fine line. To stay alert. It's fine line to stay alert. That very moment. And your mind wonders. You realize that you were writing something, but you realize your mind wanders away. And then you come back, and the message has moved on. That very moment. May that never happen to you. I said spiritual alertness is important to receiving the anointing. Amen. It is important to receiving the anointing. So, it says, the place of spiritual vision. Elijah's eyes were open at Jordan and he saw spiritual chariots and spiritual horses. Your eyes must be opened. I say, your eyes must be opened. When you are in Jordan and you are about to receive the anointing, your eyes must be opened to see something. Your eyes must be opened. You have to see something. Hallelujah. You must see something. Because the seeing is what will transform you. And when that transformation comes, when that transfiguration comes, when you see that change, it is the point where the anointing will come upon you. When you receive that change. When, when, you, when you see, then you begin to see things in a different light. You must see. Amen. This was a condition for him to receive the anointing. 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 7. 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 7. You see, how many of you remember, how many of you were in Tennessee when we went for the camp with Bishop? You see, in Tennessee, there was a point in the camp that people saw something. There was a point in the camp there was a point as Bishop was ministering when he put that scarf upon him, people saw something. There were people whose, who, whose eyes were focused. They were focused on him. There are other people who saw a woman's scarf. There are other people who saw a Muslim's scarf. There are other people who saw someone who has borrowed a Syrian staff, scarf. A Jewish scarf. But there were other people whose eyes were open and they saw something else. They saw something else. And at that time, a change came into those people. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, when you are at that point, when you are in Jordan, you must see something. You must see something. Amen. You must see something. Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And verse 10 says, And he said, 
Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, 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 if thou see me, if thou see me, when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, if not, your journey through Gilgal, your journey through Bethel, your journey through Jericho, if you don't see me at this very moment, it is all waste of time. If you don't see me at this moment. You have come very far. You have come with me from Gilgal. You've come with me from Bethel. There were oppositions. There were things that were trying to stop you. You persisted. You continued. You came with me through Jericho. You fought. Loyalty, disloyalty. You know about all of them, but you have come to a very important point. Now, if you don't see me this very moment when I'm about to be taken away, you will not receive the anointing. He says, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be unto thee. But if not, if not, it shall not be so. If not, it shall not be so. Elisha has come to this important place. He has come very far. He has come very far. But the lack of vision, the lack of seeing, not seeing, will erase everything that he has fought for. Will erase all the sacrifices that he has made. Amen. Amen. Having spiritual eyes to see is a very crucial thing. It is something that you have to pray for. To see the man of God in a different light. He has been working with him. He has been coming with him. He sits with him. He drives with him. He crossed the river with him. He ate with him. He saw him go to the bathroom or behind the tree to urinate. He saw him in all kinds of things. But you have to see me at this moment. You have to see me. Because if you see me at that moment, your perception of me will change. If you see me at that moment, the way you look at me will change. The way you receive from me will change. If you see me at that moment, something will change about the relationship. Amen. Amen. Your eyes must be open. I say your eyes might be open. May your eyes be open. Some of you, your eyes will open when you are watching the bishop on a video. You see, God has given us a great man of God. You know? You see, some some people will ask, why? Is he a God? That is a very silly, nonsensical, blasphemous question. It's a nonsensical question to ask. Is he a God? Of course he's not a God. Was Elijah a God? Was Elijah a God? But he says, if you don't see me, if you don't see me, if you don't see me, it shall not be so. Elijah was not a God. He was not a God. Everyone will receive the anointing through the servant of God that God has given you. Amen. And he's not a God. God has arranged it like that. The eyes of Peter and James and John were touched at the moment of transfiguration. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 1. The Bible says Jesus took them. Matthew 17, verse 1. 
He says, I have a Bible also. <laughs> if you are being mean to me. He says, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart. It was important for Jesus that these three see something. If the anointing is going to come upon them and their ministry is going to remain and continue, they have to see something. They have to see me. They have seen me make miracles. They have seen me transform lives, heal people. They have seen me feeding 5,000 hungry people. They have seen me doing all kinds of things. They have seen me steal the storms. They have seen me do all, but they have to see me in a certain light. They have to see me in a certain light. So he brought them to the Mount of Transfiguration and verse 2 says, and was transfigured before them. He was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. And his raiment was as white as the light. His raiment was as white. They saw him differently. They never saw Jesus like that before. And verse 3, he says, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. They never saw Jesus like that. Talking with him. And answered, then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Ash, quiet. It is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. Amen. It is good for us to be here. Some officials say, it is good for us to see this video. It is good for us to be at this camp. It is good for us to be here. He said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles. One for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. You see, even the place where he stilled the storm, he fed 5,000. He did real. They saw it in reality. They didn't ask to let us make monuments here for you to remember this, to remember. But they saw something. Now some change. Some change. Ah, ah. They saw something. Wow. Amen. Amen. Say it's good for us to be here. It's good for us to be here. You need to have a vision. You need Amen. to seize the man of God in a certain light. Amen. 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 Wow. Paul's eyes were touched on the road to Damascus, and he saw a bright light. Paul's eyes were touched. In Acts chapter 9, his eyes were touched. He saw a bright light. And when he saw that, then his life was changed. The moment he saw it, he said, he, he, the Jesus that nobody regarded, that has been, he, said, he calls him this man from Nazareth. Now he says, Lord. Lord. That moment. He called him Lord. Lord. Amen. Jesus' eyes opened and he saw a dove and heard a voice at Jordan. Hallelujah. When your eyes are open to see the man of God in a different light, something changes. I say something changes about you. Hallelujah. Something will change. I say something will change. 
something will change. Since you are hungry for the anointing, something will change. Jordan, the place of becoming a son with your father. That is the point. It is a place where you become a son or a daughter to the father. Now that comes when you see something. That, you see, there are people who just say, daddy, daddy, father, my papa. You know? And they say all kinds of things. But it's just nonsense sometimes. It's just nonsense. But when you see something, when your eyes open and you see something, it changes. That daddy, it becomes real. Father, it becomes real. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 2. Second Kings chapter 2. And verse 11. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 11. I'm almost done with the preaching, so don't worry. We'll be going home very soon. He says, and it came to pass. As they still went on and talked. That behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. Hallelujah. I say you must see something. You must see something. What what took Elijah Elijah out? What took him away? What What took him away? What was it? Chariots. And what? And horses. Chariots and horses. You see, if you are there and you don't see, you will not know. Do you understand? You see? Even you are reading, you say chariots, and you are saying horses. Do you understand? But we are reading. Let's read. It says, and it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. So there was a chariot of fire and horses of fire that separated them. It separated them. And Elijah went up by what? A whirlwind. A whirlwind. A whirlwind took Elijah. Not chariots and fire. And horses. Do you understand? So you will see pictures, people paint pictures that Elijah is sitting on chariots of fire and he's, we are going, and horses of fire. Do you have the New Living Translation in this verse? This verse, so that you understand what I'm sharing with you. It says, as they were walking along and talking, suddenly, a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire, it drove between the two men, separating them. And Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. He wasn't carried by chariots of fire and horses. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? By a whirlwind. Anyway, that is just by the way. But let's continue. Go back to King James. Let's read that from the King James Version. He says, 
Behold, there appeared chariots of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it. And Elisha saw it. And Elisha saw it. And Elisha saw it. And the moment Elisha saw it, you see, the relationship ought to change by what you see. The relationship ought to change. You will see yourself as a servant. You will see yourself as a boy boy. You will see yourself as someone who is just walking around. You see yourself as a shepherd in the church. You see yourself as a common member of the church. But when you see something, he says, and Elisha saw it. And he cried. My father, my father. He says, my father, my father. The chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. When you see that man of God in that light, you begin to take off who you are. When you receive him as a father, you begin to take off who you are. Hallelujah. I said, for the anointing to come upon you, you need to see something. It's an ordinary man that is working around. He's not God. No, of course. Please. He's not God. But you see him in a certain light. And the moment you see him in that light, he becomes a father to you. You will call him father. And when you come to that place, you begin to change. You will begin to change. I say you will begin to change. You will begin to change. Amen. So he said, he saw him, he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Verse 13, he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. You see, when you begin to take off your own, you begin to take up the father's clothes. When you rent your clothes, you begin to take up the father's clothes. Amen. So you see that very soon, very soon, people will say, he, he preaches like this one. He talks like this. He teaches like this. He walks like this. He does this thing like this. That is when the anointing has entered into you. But you need to see him in that light. You need to see him in that light. When you see him in that light, you begin to receive him as a father. Now, when he becomes a father to you, then you begin to behave like him. You will put on his clothes. You will teach like him. Amen. Amen. You will do things like him. Hallelujah. Somebody will look. You Let's continue to read. He says, And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over, just like Elijah did. Just like Elijah did. Just like Elijah did. At that time, you are walking in the mantle. You are, you are put on the mantle. Amen. 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 You want the anointing? You must see something. Amen. You must see the man of God in that light. 
You must see the man of God in that light. Hallelujah. You want the anointing, you must see the man of God in that light. Amen. You must see the man of God in that light. You must receive him in that light. Amen. You must, you must look at him, look at him, and focus, and stay focused until God, you see, you, when you are hungry for the anointing, it will be just a video. You are looking, and he will be transformed for you. At that moment, he becomes a father to you. It will be a message that you are listening, you are listening. Suddenly, a vision, he will become a father to you. You begin to want to talk like him. You begin to want to walk like him. You begin to want to do things like him. You begin to want to teach like him. Amen. So he said, and he went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, I said, the people will say about you. When the anointing has entered into you. He says, when they saw him, when they saw him, they said, they said, the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. He just walked past them as a servant. He just walked past them as a servant of the man of God. They were just mocking at him. They were just laughing at him. They said, you don't know you are wasting your time. You don't know that this man is going to be taken away today. Why are you trying to be like him? Why are you following him like that? Why are you allowing him to use you like that? Why do you allow him to send you back and forth? Send you here. Send you there. Why? Why? Why do you allow him to talk to you like that? Don't you see that he's using you? They stood afar off to watch. They stood afar off. Give us that verse again. Look at that. Verse 15. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. But give us the scripture. When Elisha and Elijah passed by and they went to the Jordan and they stood afar off. They stood afar off. You see, they have no value for what just passed. They have no value for what we have. They have no value for what is before them. They have no value for it. But may the Lord open your eyes to see the great anointing that he has given us. May the Lord open our eyes to see the great anointing that he has given us. Except your eyes be open. Except your eyes be open. Last Friday as we were in the service, somebody's eyes were open. And he said that, I saw a tall person. I saw a tall person standing and it was not pastor. May your eyes be open when you are in the church. May your eyes be open. You see, because when your eyes are open, you see the person in a different light now. That is when you receive. That is when your test for the anointing that is upon the person is increased. And it makes you want to want it more. 
you need to see something. And you realize that it is the person whose eyes were opened as a person who has, who has a testimony even to share. You need to see something. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You need to see something. But sometimes at that moment where your eyes ought to be open, distraction, 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 distraction. Suddenly you have to go to the bathroom. Some of you, some, sometimes you have your phone on vibrate. And then the moment, that moment, and then you have to check. What's up? What's happening? What's up? What's up with my phone? The moment where you receive, the moment. Sometimes it's your healing moment. Healing moment. That something from the man of God is just going to jump onto you to receive your healing. That moment, your eyes, your mind is somewhere. Even amen, you will not say it. Then your mind, you come back because your mind is far. Sometimes you are in the church, but you don't know why the people have suddenly, they are laughing. Everyone is laughing. Sometimes you are in church and you don't know why suddenly everybody is clapping. And then you ask your neighbor, what, what, what did he say? What, what, what did he say? Has it not happened to you before? Oh, it has happened to me before. So you see, the thing that I'm sharing with you, it's not something that, it has happened to me before. Has it not happened to you before? And then you ask, what did he say? Why, why are you laughing? Why are they laughing? But you are in the church. Alertness. Alert. Be alert. Spiritual things. It requires being alert. Being alert. Being sensitive. The move of the spirit. Being sensitive. Amen. They were standing. They were looking at him. He says, and 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. They are spectators. I've seen that sometimes in church during anointing service, you see there are people who are spectators. They will not pray. They are just watching. Who will fall? And they are looking and then they, they hear somebody screaming and then they are going, they will not pray. You see, in the anointing service, spirits are living people. Evil spirits are living people. Do you understand? Spirits are living. If you see somebody rolling on the floor like a snake, spirits are living. Depression is living people. Diseases, certain diseases, certain people's ancestral diseases, ancestral curses, they are living them. And then you are walking to face it, to look at it. Here am I. Come, come. Come to me. Come and dwell. Yeah. And people go and they, 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 have, they discuss it. Did you see it? Well, how would you see? How, what, what would you be seeing? You think you are just seeing. Spirits have entered into you. No wonder after the anointing service, you heaviness is upon you. You go to work and they are threatening to fire you. As people, the, the, the spirit of firing people have been dispatched from people, you have welcomed them on you. Suddenly after the anointing service, you have become lazy. Lazy. 
as we are casting a spirit of laziness, leave people. Suddenly you are, you are, you are being broke. Because we are casting out poverty from people, but you, you are expected. It says they still are far off to view. To view. They're just spectators. They are just watching. Some people, they just come to watch. They just come to, so that they can have something to go and say. But you not only have something to say, you have something to dwell in you also. No, it's not a joke. That is why during such moments, be praying, be in the spirit, and be praying, be praying, be praying. Because the spirits, when they leave, they have to find a body to dwell in. And they want the one which is garnished. Born again by empty. Born again, but there's nothing in you. They will come and they dwell in you. He said they stood to view afar off. As the two of them stood by the Jordan. As the two of them were by the Jordan. Amen. Are you coming along with me? As the two of them. But when his eyes saw. So he says, when, when they came, he says, he says, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. They saw you just passing by. They saw you just passing by, but because of what you just saw, a change has come. That will be visible in your life. I said that will be visible in your life. That will be visible in your life. In the name of Jesus. As you are watching and listening and watching and listening and you are focused, shall be said of you. Say, I see the spirit of Bishop Dark resting on this woman. I, I see the spirit of Bishop Dark resting on this woman. Amen. When these women are talking, it's as if Bishop Dark is talking. Amen. Yeah. You will stay focused. That moment, don't joke with that moment. When that moment presents itself, don't joke with it. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you see when the bishop is ministering at the moment where he's sharing some deeper things. At the moment where he's sharing as to how he even received the anointing. You see some people just get up and they walk out. They just get up and they walk out. It happens all the time. One time he screamed at somebody. He screamed at somebody. Because he was sharing his, his deeper, deepest moment. And this person sitting, I think it was the second row, he just got up. Going. Sit down! Sit down! Stay focused. Stay alert. Don't be distracted. Beloved, don't let your bladder, your bladder have control over you. Your, don't let your bladder have control. You see, the bladder, you see, the enemy uses the bladder to control many Christians in church. The bladder. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You have, you have a lot of control over your bladder. Do you understand? You have a lot of, let me show you, that you have a lot of control over your bladder. 
You see, when you are very far, when, when you even you have an edge, you see, whenever your bladder is full, you have an edge to empty your bladder. Do you understand? But you have control over it. You can only give up that control. Only you can give up that control. So when you have that fullness and you have an edge to empty yourself, you realize that where you are is very far from a place where you can empty yourself. And you control it. You can have conversation. You can talk and you can even forget that you had an edge to your day. Do you understand? You can still even drink water and eat on top of that. And the bladder will expand and it will accommodate more. And will accommodate more. And will accommodate more. But when you get to a place where you are almost close to where the restroom is. When you are in the elevator. When you are, when you are in front of your door with a key. To, to, to. <laughs> All of a sudden you see that water is in your shoes. Water, water, water has come in your shoes. It has happened to you. How, how many of you have experienced that? Hey! It has not happened to you before. It has happened to me before. Nana hasn't happened to you before. At the point where, at the point where you know that this is me, this is you, I am about to enter, and your key is here. Sometimes, even at that time, you can't find your key in the car. You can't find your key. <laughs> Sometimes the key is in your pocket, and you can't even get it out. And sometimes your own door, you don't even now suddenly you don't know how the key can enter. The key is upside down, you are turning it. You don't know which key, suddenly. And you feel like you don't have control. You have control over your bladder. You have control over your bladder. You do have control over your bladder. It is you who gives up the control. So when you are in church, don't let your bladder control you at the moment the word of God is going on. When we are ministering. Whatever you this that you have to do. Sometimes intentionally, when it's like that, intentionally drink water. Drink to let the bladder know that I have control over you. I can fill you with more. I'm telling you. But when you give up, the bladder takes control over you. It will drive you. It will make you put water in your shoes. I'm telling you. Water will be in your shoes. Amen. Amen. So Elijah saw, Elisha saw, Elisha saw, and he cried, my father, my father, my father, my father. When you see that man of God in that light, he becomes a father to you. I say he becomes a father to you. You may initially see him as a boss. You may initially see him as a pastor. Just my pastor. You may initially see him as just a founder of a church. You may initially see him as a good preacher. Someone who is just a good preacher. You may initially see him as someone who is gifted. But when you see him in that light, he becomes a father to you. He becomes a father to you. 
And at that point, when he becomes a father to you, you are ready now. Because you see, a, a son has to put on the gene of the father. At that moment, a spiritual transformation of your gene to the gene of the father start taking place. Hallelujah. So you initially see him as a friend or even a boss. Some people see the pastor as a boss. Amen. You see, when Elisha was passing by with Elijah, the people saw him as a, a, a boss and a servant. Your master. They say your master. They didn't say your father. They say your master. But when he was returning, they saw that the spirit of God doth rest upon Elisha. Amen. Amen. The place of rending your clothes and putting on the garb of your father. This is the place where you take off your own identity and put on the identity of the spiritual person you are following. You begin to look like him and act like him. John the Baptist looked like Elijah because he carried his anointing. When the anointing of that man of God is upon you, you will look like him. You will act like him. You will teach like him. People will hear you like him. Amen. They say, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. Nobody told them anything. They saw him and they saw that the spirit. You see, they did not see Elijah. They, they did not make this assumption or they did not make this assertion based on the fact that he parted the Jordan River. Look at the scripture. What, 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 I think it was verse... He says, and when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, you see, go back to the verse 14. And he says, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, when they saw him, they didn't see him part the waters. But when they saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. That same group of people who were mocking him, as he's coming back, because of the anointing of the father that has come upon him, they bow before him. They all came to bow before him. Hallelujah. Are you following a man of God? Are you, do you have a focus? Do you have your eyes on a man of God? Then the, the anointing that is upon him will come upon you. I said the anointing that is upon him, it will come upon you. But may your eyes open to see him in that light. May your eyes open to see him in the light and come to a place where you can call him a father. Where you can call him a father. Where you can call him a father. There are some people, their eyes are on a certain man of God. They are receiving from him, but they have someone else they call a father. They have someone else they call a father. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But may your eyes open because you see, he looks so ordinary to you until your eyes are open. 
And may your eyes open as you sit in the service, as you sit in church, as you watch the video, as you are watching the man of God, as you are listening to him. May your eyes open and suddenly you will call him my father, my father. My father, my father. My father, my father. Hallelujah. People who are laughing at you as you are following the servant of God, as you are going and as you are coming, as you are serving and they are laughing at you. They are calling you all kinds of names. They're giving you all kinds of names. Just keep focus. I say just keep focus. Don't let them distract you. Because it's the weapon of the enemy to distract you from receiving the anointing. Yes. But you keep focus. Amen. Amen. He says, if you see me, if you see me as I'm being taken away, then it shall happen to you. But if you don't see me, in that light. If you don't see me, then it shall not happen. Hallelujah. Sometimes people think you don't have anything better to do. You're following the person. You are going and coming. Church is over and you are with him. You are going here. You are doing this. And it's as if you have nothing to do. But you watch. I say you watch. You watch. They will laugh at you. Sometimes your wives and your, your spouses, they are laughing at you. They say he's using you. Can't you see? Don't be distracted. I said there are all kinds of distractions, including your own wives and your own husbands. They will distract you. The Bible said there are, as it may be, so many different kinds of voices, but none of them is without signification. Sometimes it's out of love and concern, but it's distraction from you to receive the anointing of God. And I tell you, the source of all blessings is the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So keep focus as you are following, as you are serving him. But then you shall return and you shall see. That same people, they will come and they will bow before you. I say the same people, they will come and they will bow before you. The same people will come and they will bow and they will say, is it not that the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha? They will see. That is it not that the spirit of Bishop Dark don't rest upon Brother John? Amen. As you are watching and as you are going and as you are coming, they will see it. They will see it. Hallelujah. They will see it. It is worth it. It is worth all the humility that you can come up. It is worth all the humility that is in you to stay humble so that you can continue. You are serving. Continue to serve. Amen. There is no one who will receive the anointing without serving. Yes. You have to go down, down. Put yourself down. Jesus was fighting with his disciples to wash feet. Feet. He says, I want to wash your feet now. Suffer it to be so. I want to wash your feet. I want to come down so you baptize me. John, baptize me. Today you are the master. You are the, you are the man of God. And I am just here to be baptized. Amen. Amen. I say it is worth all the humility. Everyone who is great in the kingdom of God, he is least amongst men. Everyone who is great in the kingdom of God, he is least amongst men. Yes, he is least amongst men. Men will look at you and they will laugh at you. They will mock you. They will say all kinds of things about you. But in the kingdom, I say in the kingdom, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, you are great. You are great. May your eyes be open. I say, may your eyes be open 
for the great gift that God has given us. May your eyes be open that you will see the anointing that God has given us upon Bishop Dark, that our eyes will continue to focus on him, that we will hunger and test for the anointing that is upon him. In the name of Jesus, stand to your feet. Let us bring the solution. Stand to your feet. In that last moment. Oh, is that the cheap clap? I don't know why you want to clap so cheaply. In that last moment. In that last moment. In that last moment. Yes, you have come very far. You came with me. You came with me. You are accompanied with us. You have accompanied with me. Through Gilgal. Through Bethel. We have gone through Jericho. We have been together. We have seen the distractions. You have fought the distractions. But at this time, at this time, let your eyes be open. Let your eyes be open. Let your eyes be open. Can you see the man of God in that light? Can you see the man of God in that light? Then he will become a father to you. Oh, yes. He will become a father to you. He will become a father to you. He will become a father to you. And the moment he becomes a father to you, you begin to put on his clothes on you. You begin to wear like him. You begin to teach like him. You begin to talk like him. You begin to teach like him. Let that be your portion. Oh, yes. We are grateful, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May your eyes be open. I want to be a vessel you went through. May your eyes be open. May your eyes be open. It takes humility to focus on the man of God. It takes humility. And with that humility, when you stay focused, it says, Be alert. It is a time for you all to I wanna be a vessel. He said, in the time that I've been taking out of from you, Lord, I want to be a vessel. Do not see me. Do not see me. Do not see the man of God in that light. Oh, I want to be a vessel, Lord. You were Oh, mm-hmm.
I wanna be your vessel. You are true love. Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight. Lord, we thank you for the great gift that you have given us in Lighthouse Chapel International. Father, we thank you for the anointing that is upon the man of God that you have given us. Lord, may our eyes be opened. Let our eyes be opened. Father, let our eyes be opened. So we can see the anointing that is upon this great man of God. Father, let our eyes be open. Let our eyes be open. Let our eyes be open. Father, this gift is for the children of the house. Let our eyes be open. That we shall see this man in this life. That we shall receive him as a father. Father, may he indeed become a father. A true father. That we will rent our clothes. And we put on the mantle that is upon him. And Father, may men see us and see that the anointing that is upon the Father that will rest upon the children in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory that you alone deserve. We thank you, Father, that we have, we, we have brought us into this church. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us before this great gift. Father, may we not sit before this great gift and let it be taken away from us without us seeing. But Lord, may our eyes be open. For Elijah said, if your eyes be open, if you will see me at the time that I'm being taken away, though you have asked for a hard thing, though it is hard to receive the anointing, but Lord, if our eyes be open, that we shall see him in this life, then it shall be so. Otherwise, it shall not be so. But Father, may our eyes be open. 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 Let the anointing of Bishop Dark not rest upon the children of Lighthouse Chapel International. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful that we are members of this church. We are thankful that we are children of this great Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you ordered our steps and brought us to this wonderful church. We are grateful and thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. If that is you, you want to give your life to Christ. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to be born again. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Anyone here? You say, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lord, I want you to take me with you when you come. If that is your prayer, I want to pray with you. I want to say a simple prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Father, we thank you for the great gift of salvation. Why don't you all join me and say this with me? And those of us who listen to us on podcasts, if you want to give your life to Christ, join us and say this after me and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus 
Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you. Tonight, I come to you just as I am. I repent of my sins. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me. Tonight, I welcome you into my life. Lord Jesus, be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.